0: Welcome to Subject Matter Tabletop, a podcast about board games and the subject matter that animates them. We thought this would be a sort of episode zero, if you will, a good orientation for those of you who may be new to Subject Matter Tabletop or just getting into it and want a little extra information about who uh, creates this show and how it's created and the goals for the show. My name is Jordan Tynes, and I am here with
1: Steve Gotzler. Hello, everyone.
0: And... We are excited that you can join us, and uh, we are happy to share a little bit of background about ourselves and why we're excited to do this. So, Steve, why don't you kick us
1: off? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the world of Steve? I think it might be better if we start with uh, the world of us rather than the world world of of me. Yeah, so um, Jordan and I have known each other for quite a long time, almost 20 years. We've been hanging out together and playing games in some fashion or other for almost 20 years. We first met. As little 18-year-old uh, college, first-year college students at university in California. So we're also both California expats. We don't live in California anymore, but we grew up there. University of Santa Cruz. Yeah, UC SC. Precise. so we're banana slugs. Um, and we, even more than that, maybe uh, of, to some degree of significance for our backgrounds intellectually is that we're Porter College kids. So we lived, uh, Santa Cruz is a residential college system, and we lived at... Porter College, which was the College of the Arts, so uh, Jordan was—you were an art student. I was not. Um, I was a yeah. humanities student, but I enjoyed living at the Arts College because the art kids were uh, the most fun. So yeah. I chose Porter.
0: Important information—a detail there is that I originally came as a, a computer science student, right. and uh, I selected a little bit of random trivia. I chose Porter College in, in UC Santa Cruz because as I was sitting down with my father on his computer one night and choosing which college I would live at for the, at least the next year. I, uh, was looking at all the event calendars for the, there's 10 different colleges you can choose from there. And Porter's had a Mario Kart tournament. And That's I was right. e- excited about computer science because I wanted to be a, a game designer. I wanted to go into inter- that type of entertainment, designing that type of entertainment. And so, um, Probably a totally, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, useless way of deciding which college to go to, but it worked out great. Steve and I met, and uh, it has been a, a fruitful relationship. A uh, many fruitful relationships came out of
1: my attendance at Porter College. <laughs> only and, me. Uh, I'm the yeah, only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, we and had lots so, of lots of great friends that we're still friends with from Porter College. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, so we we, I suppose it's important that we're that we met to, it's been important to know that we met at a college mm. because our our trajectory going
1: forward from there uh oh, we never is, left yeah we never <laughs> left <laughs> <laughs> so good, we met as we met it. as students and we now both work as teachers uh in I higher guess. ed um, so yeah so jordan you teach game design at Wellesley College, which is a uh, liberal arts school in Massachusetts. Um, I don't know if you want to add some other qualifiers to the institutional descriptor of Wellesley. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's, a, it's a historically women's college, right. and um, it's a v- very liberal arts college. So mm-hmm. for those of you who are unfamiliar with that term or maybe have heard it and don't have a sort of deep understanding of what a liberal arts education is, it's, it's very interdisciplinary. It's very dedicated to bringing a, um, type of education that instills an appreciation for all the different disciplines, all the different things that you can study and how, uh, not, maybe not all of them all at once, but how, Mm uh, they kind of create really interesting overlaps, intersections where, um, uh, new fields of study perhaps can emerge. Um, very different from the type of institution that Steve's about to, uh, to head off to. Yeah,
1: so I mean, for the last couple of years, I have been finishing up my doctorate in literary and cultural studies at Carnegie Mellon, um, and then teaching there in their English department um, for a little while, but I've just accepted a new position, so I'm sort of in between jobs at the moment. By next fall, I'll be starting um, in the Department of English and Comparative Literature at uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Uh, I'm going to be working with them to help develop a critical game studies minor program, which is a part of a recent National Endowment for Humanities grant that they received to start a gaming initiative. And they've done some great things down there already, uh, revamping some classrooms into sort of like gaming spaces and gaming-friendly classrooms and um, developing games courses and uh you know, games inflected writing classes, games inflected literature courses and sort of just, you know, hardcore game studies courses that, that bring in other elements of literary and uh, cultural study as well. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but so yeah, we both, we met as students, I guess the short version is we've met as students at the university pursuing, um, I was a sort of interdisciplinary humanities major, you were an arts major with a computer science background, and now we both work in the university as right. uh as you know a cultural studies scholar an english professor on the one hand and a computer scientist and a game designer on the other so right and and we're both very excited about where we're
0: landing at least for the next couple of years mm. we're kind of landing in these positions that uh circulate around game design right I'm, I'm teaching computer science i'm teaching coding and programming not programming but uh coding for games mm-hmm. and things like that and um does, students are designing their own games, and, uh, and, and we're we're being asked sort of to enrich our understanding of games as professionals teaching students to have a deep understanding of these things. Yeah. And uh, so we came up with this project. Um, I, I don't know. Can you can you recall exactly when we we uh, came up with the idea for for this project?
1: Well, I don't know the exact moment it was first suggested. It took, hmm. you know, it sort of surfaced in our conversations over the course of about a year and a half, uh, probably fairly, re, you know, fairly quickly after. So we have started, uh, we have an annual tradition of, what, three years? going on four years running now of attending uh, Gen Con together, which is a huge, huge community, but also a very huge industry event in the world of tabletop board gaming. And it takes place in Indianapolis every summer. Um you know, pandics, pandemics notwithstanding. Uh, and so we've been attending that together. And so basically ever s- since 2018. So I don't know, at some point between 2018 and 2020, uh, yeah. we started talking about the idea of doing a podcast. I also feel like we both felt it, it's a really exciting time in the world of tabletop right now. There are a lot of mm-hmm. really important um and long overdue uh, conversations starting about the import, um, and, uh, implications of tabletop games and the worlds that they represent and the topics they take up and how they deal with those topics and the sort of relationships and ideas they, you know, cultivate within, within the players who sit around the table and play them. And so it's like a moment of, um, not necessarily of reckoning in like a strong sort of like doom laden sense of reckoning, uh, but in a more, more modest sense of like calculation and like, you know, consideration there's a real process of like concerted reckoning happening within the tabletop community right now about games and how they deal with specific subject matters. Um, especially those pertaining to like historical forms of oppression, um, or exclusion or discrimination or violence. And so, that's also been what? like in the air. Uh, and so, this podcast is also a nice way for us to sort of try and contribute to those conversations in our own small way by thinking mm-hmm. through the implications of games that take up sub- specific subject matters and talking with people who are experts about those subject matters and playing the game with them. So,
0: yeah, Steve and I, you know, we, we have had a, a, many conversations about the games after we play them. As we play them, even sometimes before we play them, right? We're talking about the, the games, and uh, so we oftentimes have this sort of very deep. I, I don't want to say uh, critical is is the right word because we are we are very critical mm-hmm. of the games mm-hmm. in, in, in oftentimes a very positive way. Yeah. We're you know we're 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 critical in that we're appreciating them in all their fine details. We look at the games as we are experiencing them. As a mode of communication right we are what is the game communicating to us about the subject that it is representing and we are oftentimes very um, impressed with the games that we play and how clever they are in 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 the nuances of the way they're communicating right not just visually that's the sort of first reaction we're like okay this is a game about i don't know a city building and something it looks like a a certain city and it's telling me something about the way the city looks and the way Mm -hmm. sometimes the way the city feels right when i reach over and pick up the little piece and move it around and all that kind of stuff but the We use the term mechanics a lot in this show, and I think we're going to continue to do so because that is another very significant way that games create a certain feeling instill a certain feeling in the player as they experience it right mechanics being um am I throwing a dice and doing mm-hmm. something as a result of that role am I drawing a card am I handing you cards am I moving my piece into your pieces area right all these kinds of things and we're going to use terms and we'll ex- try to explain the terms mm-hmm. for different types of mechanics as we go along and the way that those mechanics made us feel About the subject that is being Mm -hmm. portrayed by those visuals, by those pieces, by that board that's sitting on the table between the people we're playing it with. Then the question becomes, is that a fair representation? How is that representation, um, how does that representation square with the subject that exists in the real world around us, Mm -hmm. right? And you and I oftentimes are left wondering. Yeah right uh we we come out of those experiences going did was that a fair representation yeah. was that a, a totally f- uh, f- was that f- total fantasy mm-hmm. um how sh- how should i how should i feel about that right and so th- this is where this podcast really becomes an important experiment for us yeah right and already has been uh, a pretty successful experiment because we've already recorded two episodes and we have um which are both great heard Go take a listen from someone <laughs> who has that expertise about that subject, yeah. either because they're a professional uh, working and researching about that subject, or maybe they're just uh, you know, they have a lot of experience through um, at being a part of that subject in some way. and uh, their reaction to the game is very very informative and and has helped us, I think, establish a deeper appreciation not just for the game that we're playing with that subject matter expert but also the mechanics
1: and visual styles and things like that that those games are using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think that um I would just add the I think you're right on Jordan but I I think that like another layer to this is right it's not so much just that we're interested in exploring to what degree a game accurately or inaccurately, I should say, represents a subject or whether it comprehensively or uncomprehensively deals with the subject. But it's also the games and the game treatment or the sort of like representation of certain subjects through the form of a game is a way of exploring or revealing maybe the degree to which we are able to think about this subject together around a table or exposing maybe new ways of thinking it through or think, you know, representing a subject you know for me I think my interest my interest in games really comes from thinking about them as as creative ways of modeling social problems uh, but also like cultural knowledge right um, and not only creative ways but creative ways that are both like embodied as players and in highly interactive mm-hmm. but they can also mm-hmm. be very easily reflexive because they are, unlike many other cultural forms of practice that are explicitly, um, rules-based. And so the sort of rules of the game are a part of like an explicit and foregrounded part of how the game works. Um, you mm-hmm. know, you might not always know the rules of the game when you sit down for a film or when you open up a novel and that can sometimes be what's exciting about it, especially, you know, sort of like highly aestheticized, um, you know, avant-garde pieces of work in, in literature or film is that they might surprise you or take you places you don't know where you're going. Games don't usually do that. You usually start by reading <laughs> the rules of the game, right? Uh, but Knowing so what's going to happen. You know, and, and again, like games, I don't think games, I don't want get to get it twisted here. I don't think games are going to, like, solve these social problems that they model necessarily, right? But they might help show us the limits of how we're able to talk about them or they might help show us new ways of talking about them or the limits of how we can even sort of think them. Or represent them, or how they have been thought or represented historically, and how that gets baked into the game form. Um, But Mm -hmm. on the other side of it, too, they might open up new avenues for thinking or communicating about those problems or those knowledges in in sort of novel ways. So when we're talking about the ways in which games communicate, you know, I think we, at least I should say me, you know, I tend to think of that, um, you know, sort of cross directionally from two directions. If I'm coming at it from purely a player side, like someone who loves playing games and is interested in games for their own sake. Towards, uh, you know, if I'm coming from that direction, then I'm really interested in thinking about what games as a specific kind of sort of cultural form, what they're capable of doing, uh, and maybe not doing, right, but where finding out where those edge cases lie, if we're talking about something like a, you know, a significant... Um, sensitive social problem or historical Mm -hmm. injustice or things like that. What are they capable of doing? How can we find that envelope and maybe try and push it further just purely on gaming terms, right? And then from the other side of it, from like my more sort of cultural studies side, thinking about games uh, in that direction, I'm curious about how games offer these sorts of enriching opportunities for learning about history and culture or for exploring and questioning the world, um, giving us a space in which to do that. Or, you know, maybe even... Um, in in its most radical sense maybe even building a new one right Mm -hmm. and games might be you know we can think of them as uh, as like you know a game is like a it's like a it's like an engine or a machine people often talk about novels this way like novels are little worlding machines and I think games even much more so because of the degree in which they're embodied and reflexive and interactive and all those things we were just talking about games are little world machines Um, and if we understand and accept in like a broad sense, the premise that all culture, not just gaming culture, shapes the possibilities for living, then how can we think about games as offering us new ways, not just of understanding our world or communicating about it, but maybe even giving us pathways towards inhabiting new ways of being in it. Um, and I think at like the most, my my most, um, sort of, you know, um, idealistic, that's sort of what I interest me about games and gaming culture.
0: And so to be clear for our listeners, we're not going to accomplish this lofty goal in one episode, right? So we're trying to choose a format for this show that will be repeatable with different kinds of games and different kinds of people that we're playing the games with. And um, maybe over time. We will start to reveal some of these things that you're talking about. So, after repeated listenings, after mm-hmm. repeated playing, because we're, we, I think, you know, you and I have internalized some of this understanding sure. yeah. through this long period of play. And hopefully, through listening to some of this stuff, um, y- listeners will be able to get some of this understanding as sure. well. Yeah. And so, the format that we've chosen is sort of. Right, we're gonna choose a, a, often sometimes we'll choose a game first, and we're like, wow, this game has a lot Mm -hmm. of potential to be communicative about this subject in a particular way. We have no idea you know what that means so let's get a, a this type of subject matter expert who has some insight into this subject and let's play this game with them sometimes we're like wow this person seems to be like perfect for this kind of format and so we'll choose that that and they have a very particular window of expertise and i think there are a few games that that cover that let's explore those games and mm-hmm. let's bring that game mm-hmm. to them and, and mm-hmm. talk to them about it and we so we'll we'll sort of organize the show around that and then we will have a little interview with the subject matter expert about who they are what they do and their uh, player profile mm-hmm, if you will mm-hmm. and then you'll hear some of the gameplay we'll have a little montage of the, uh, us playing the game with that subject matter expert and then you'll hear reactions to the the game and they'll, we'll have a period of reaction with that subject matter expert and then you'll hear a fo- little follow-up conversation with steve and i uh, exploring some of the sort of more game nuanced pieces of that reaction. And uh, we're not gonna do this in on a weekly basis. Let's just be clear about that from the start. Uh, Steve and I are, um, are oftentimes very busy during the semester. So yes. uh, we have ebbs and flows of of, of work that we need to do. Our lives are uh,
1: ruled by the academic calendar. So as uh, will right. also our production schedule,
0: <laughs> I suspect we're going to get into a little rhythm though. Yeah. And we'll have maybe quarterly episodes, maybe, maybe four or five a year that we can release on that kind of rolling basis. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they're going to be a little longer. There'll be probably an hour and a half long each time. Mm. Uh, they'll be highly produced. You'll hear uh, the the first episode is a pilot, so well um that that one is a little rougher. The second episode is definitely a little more smooth, and then I think it's going to continue to get more and more smooth and more highly produced. Steve and I are doing everything,
1: right? We're, well, we're almost everything. It has, it has, but yes, we are certainly doing all of the um all of the recording, uh, you know, grunt work, and also all of the uh, editing. But we've had a real like takes a village uh, um we effort have, yeah. in launching some, this show which has been really great we've had some friends volunteer to make us uh, some theme music some graphics do some graphic design so yeah, that's so. all been like really really lovely and um really much, very much appreciated uh but yeah. yeah other than that everything else is <laughs> so for, for here on
0: out we're going to be doing everything yeah. all the way down to like uh, selecting and buying the snacks that's for right. each each uh-huh. uh, recording session so we will um so that, we'll be a little that, slow tasty tasty almond dip Hopefully, though, we're gonna do some special sort of short episodes, maybe like twenty minutes, half an hour, maybe even forty-five minutes of just sort of catch up between episodes. Uh, we'll see how that goes, mm-hmm. and maybe a, a sort of a sort of uh, fall into a rhythm and format of that over yeah. time. We we do like we Steve mentioned, go to uh, some conventions, and we will probably do special episodes around those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will probably talk um yeah fairly often and and try to share those some of those conversations with those of you who are dedicated listeners to this uh this goal and and so i we should also just cover really quickly uh steve what are your what are your hopes and aspirations of what people will get out of listening to this this format that we're discussing
1: Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, I think that a lot of what people will get out of it hopefully will be exactly what you and I get out of it, which is to say they'll get to sit down metaphorically, though you and I will be doing it literally, sit down with some really interesting folks who know a lot of stuff about really interesting subjects and listen to them explain and talk about those subjects and then get to have a sort of by proxy experience of playing a game about that subject and then having another sort of sort of retrospective or sort of meta conversation, critical conversation about the integration of that subject with the gameplay. Um, and what that, what any sort of possible meaningful takeaways might be from that, right? So if you're somebody who plays a lot of games, if you're within the, t- the hobby and you're in the tabletop community already, I think that you're probably, if you're anything like us, probably would love to hear people talk about, uh, you know, probably just sure. love to sit down with somebody who's an actual, like, you know, city power engineer and be like, so you played Power Grid what do you think about this mm. game? You know, mm. spoiler like, alert, uh, you, know. That <laughs> uh, uh, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, if you're more of a subject matter person, or maybe you're someone we know from academe, and you just stumbled across our Twitter feed, and we are like, what is this weird podcast project these people are doing? You know, uh, check it out. Uh, games are fun. Yeah. Games are really cool. Yeah. And they're an interesting way of communicating about subjects, rich subjects. Um, like the ones that you all study and research, um, so you might, you know, be spurred to bring a game into your classroom, or you might be spurred just to think about how you could communicate your subject differently uh, by, by you know, posing just the mini ch- micro challenge of what if I, you know, what if I uh, communicated this through gameplay? We're diving deep into some yeah. really interesting subjects with each
0: episode, mm-hmm. so I, I think uh, you get some some more knowledge about that subject. You know that I think in sort of in summary, perhaps, is that games change people. Mm. Uh, we've discovered we've ourselves been changed by gaming experiences. Mm-hmm. They have the power to have a really big impact on people. and And uh, I think all of those groups that we just talked about that you you know and even more, right, are should should find that, I think, useful in some way or interesting and exciting about you know the potential for a yet another very, I think important and becoming more important. Uh, cultural phenomenon, mm-hmm. let's just call it, right, mm-hmm. it, to emerge as a yet another way that we can have, per- perhaps, hopefully, positive effects on on each other and the people that 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 play these things.
1: Yeah, if you're interested uh, in games, if you're interested in in culture, or if you're interested in ideas, um, and if you're interested in people, then this show might be for you. I think we have a nice blend of all and, those things,
0: and and we welcome. I, I, even more p- folks, you know, that, you know. If you're new to the to any of this stuff, come on in. Welcome to Subject Matter Tabletop. Yes, thank you for joining us. Hope you stay for a while. If, if you like what you hear, please send us a note or put it on a public review mm-hmm, situation, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. Toss us a rating. And you know, hopefully toss, a good yeah, one. But you, you know, be, be honest. Be, be helpful <laughs> um,
1: and uh, engage with us. We, we're on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, get in touch. You can find us at Submat Tabletop on Twitter, or at Subject Matter Tabletop on Instagram. We also do we have email for contact? Uh, not set up. We don't right email. now, so just DM us. So DM, DM us on, on Instagram again. That's at yeah. Subject Matter Tabletop on Instagram, or DM us on Twitter. That's at Submat Tabletop, one T in mat Submat Tabletop uh, on Twitter. Thanks for listening,
0: and welcome to Subject Matter Tabletop. We look forward to getting this going.
1: Yeah, thanks so much, and we'll uh, we'll see you around the table real soon.